All right, what if there was someone who wanted to help you find a job? Choose Express Employment Professionals, and that is exactly what you're going to get. They can help you find work in any industry. With just one interview at Express, you have a connection to endless jobs. Whether you want a contract job, a new full-time role, or a summer job, choose Express Employment Professionals. Express has more than 860 locally owned locations and no fees for job seekers. Visit ExpressPros.com today to find a location near you. Summer is upon us, and whatever you have going on, a vacation, a staycation, a summer wedding, well, Macy's has you covered. If you need summer dresses, matching sets, volume sleeve tops, wedges, straw-crafted bags, I mean, really, they have what you need head to toe. I'm talking Levi's, Dolce Vita, Lacoste, and more. So shop summer must-haves at Macy's. Go to Macy's.com slash style. Again, that's Macy's.com slash style. This festival and concert season will be all about the boots. And Tacova's is your stop before attending your next concert. All Tacova's boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tacova's has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink, and shop new styles. If you can't make it to a store, well, just go to tacovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Life ain't always pretty, but hey, it's pretty beautiful thing. Laugh a little more thing. Tight, tighten up your core thing. Said EK, you're kicking it with four things. With Amy Brown. Happy Thursday, four things, fam. Amy here, and we are like three days away from Christmas. Sometimes I do best ofs during the holidays, but I got a brand new episode for y'all right now. I'm sitting here with my cousin, Amanda. And she came in town this weekend. It's, it's the weekend before you're hearing this. And she's here for a little respite <laughs> or some R&R. And we'll get into more of why that is and what is going on with her. But it just, it got us into a conversation this morning. We were having coffee and I thought, oh, you know, this could be helpful. We knew we wanted to record something while she was here. Not that we have to, right, Amanda? No. Hi, everyone. <laughs> Amanda Rieger Green, welcome. Welcome. Thank you. I want to always leave space for a recording with you if we've got it, because people like having you on the podcast. But if we didn't get to this, it wouldn't have mattered because then that wasn't in store for us because we had a lot of other things we needed to concentrate on, which is really you just getting downtime and yeah, some R&R. Well, and the last time we, well, not the last time we were together, but another time we really talked about how so much of what we love to do is be intentional with our time, but we also are good at being flexible together with our time and spontaneous. So we've done a lot of things and if things come together and work out, they do and they're supposed to. So I love the ability just to go with the flow and especially during the holidays. It's hard sometimes to go with the flow during the holidays with everything we have on our plates. So having this respite has been genius. Totally well, genius. I mean, I'm glad you're able to make it because what you'll hear in this episode, depending on, you know, I'm going to let Amanda take it where she wants to go. But, you know, when it comes to feeling things, we both realize that we, well, and probably a lot of you listening, have the ability to completely numb out, especially when things get particularly difficult. And Amanda's mom, who I affectionately call Aunt Lisa, who's not really my aunt and Amanda's not really my cousin. It's just my mom was best friends with her mom and they met in the 70s. So before we were even born and then Amanda and I grew up together and then, you know, kind of went early adulthood, our our own separate ways doing our thing, but we always had a connection and we our moms were always so close. We knew that we would be close. It was just sort of, we took that for granted. Oh, our moms are close. We're close. If you need me, call me. And then the last couple of years, it's really been way more than that. And I'm thankful for that connection and, you know, rekindling this and and tapping into what I think our moms always knew we would have and what we had when we were younger. But anyway, Aunt Lisa has 
cancer and it's terminal and we're in the final stages and she's entered hospice. And I've gone back to Austin a few times this year to come see y'all and be there. But when I saw y'all over Thanksgiving and I could see even your mom was like, yes, she needs a break. Your mom's living with you, you and your husband. You moved from Belize back to Austin to be a caregiver and to have that time with her. But it's a lot. And so thankfully, she was in a place where for the weekend, she was, you know, everything was okay to where you were able to still come because I got nervous down to the wire. Like, and I knew I had to be flexible. Like if Amanda can't make it, then that she may not be able to leave. But I was so thankful that you were able to come and get this much needed break in a sense. And space. Space. Um, Space has been a big thing that has been so hard to create for myself this year in my self-care routines. And for the past decade, self-care and my health and well-being, uh, my spiritual and personal development and journey, it is priority in my life, my connection with God and my faith. And I feel like this year, some of that has fallen on the back burner because my mom has been unwell, and this is a very critical and crucial time. It's a gentle and delicate time. It's also a sad time. It's an angry time. It's um, it's uncharted territory. And my dad passed away when I was 18, and I am an only child with my mom and dad. I have four half-siblings who are so involved and have shown up in ways that have opened my heart and our relationships in ways that... I feel expanded and taken care of and nurtured as a human being. But sometimes I have a hard time in all of this not being logical and not thinking, okay, what is on my to-do list? What do I have to do today? What do I need to get done? Work, my mom, hospice appointments, the dogs, my husband, and then my self-care sometimes really falls to the back burner. But even some of my spiritual practices that come so innately have even fallen down to a lower uh, point on my priority list. And that, that's that been unnatural for me in my spiritual and personal journey. And I've had to really hit the reset button. And that's been hard. You and I have talked about that a lot. And you remind me all the time, and, and a lot of people do, and I want to give a shout out. Something I'm grateful for and thankful for is the caring people in my life and clients who I am close to who say, you got a lot on your plate. And I sometimes blow that off and I say, yeah, I know everybody has a lot on their plate this year and in life, but I do have a lot on my plate. And sometimes it's hard for me to, to know that, to hear that, to really recognize it or feel it. I'm having a hard time feeling that I have a lot on my plate. Right. Well, and feeling the different emotions, which is what we both felt like, oh, this is something we could talk about that might be helpful is identifying what you're feeling when things are really hard and you do start to maybe numb out or distract yourself or detach completely. And, you know, you mentioned uncharted territory. I think the difference in losing your dad and losing your mom is that your dad was very sudden and you were a lot younger. It is still extremely painful, but having a parent you know, that when you're older and you're the caregiver and you're watching it happen. I even, when I lost my mom and it was such a painful process of being by her side and her being in hospice and being a caregiver, I had that thought. And I, I don't know if this is a normal thought. It makes me feel, I don't know, but I thought, oh, this is so painful that I don't know if I would have much rather just gotten a phone call that she just died in a car wreck or something. And I'm sensitive to the fact that somebody else listening right now might have had that experience with someone in their life and they might be like, no, uh, uh-uh, nope, just as painful. So I'm not, but it's just, I'm being honest in thoughts that I had because it was so much. But really at the end of the day, we don't want to lose anybody that we love. But if we're in the process of a hard season, whether it's grieving the loss of a, a relationship, uh, something else in life has fallen apart and broken, you know, there's a multitude of things different family dynamics, divorce, death, like things that cause us immense pain. But if we can't really identify what we're feeling and and really take action, which is what we're going to talk through is kind of identifying it, being aware of it and the things we're feeling. And then 
articulating it, which is something Amanda and I, we were on our couch, my couch, our couch, because that's where we've been hanging all weekend. It's, it's our couch for the weekend. And and your dog, Cara. And my dog, Cara, and my cat, Maggie. And, and Maggie. then our, our trip to see Carrie, the Nashville beauty girl uh, on Instagram. Uh, that was like our, our outing. And we've gone on hikes. We've been very intentional about, okay, what's going to make you feel good? And those are things you wanted to do. But anyway, we were talking about articulating and being able to share it with people that you feel safe. And then it went on this whole thing of like, gosh, some people don't even have safe people to talk to, or they may not even have a therapist. And so this conversation is just for, if you're having trouble identifying your feelings or acknowledging them, and then, you know, where to go from there once you have the awareness that maybe you're sad, like Amanda, you had this light bulb go off, like, oh, I'm sad and I'll let you take it from there. But before we get into that, I do want to talk about that I literally saw peppermint bark make you happy yesterday. We went to do cryotherapy at Restore where I go and they had out a bunch of cookies and peppermint bark. And Amanda, out of nowhere, busts out a Ziploc bag from her purse and starts putting peppermint bark because she didn't want to eat it there in the moment. But she's like, I think I'm going to want some of this later. Listen, she full disclosure, the manager was standing right there that she was adorable. And I said to her, I said, this makes me so happy. I happen to have a Ziploc. It had some of my vitamins in it. So I have vitamins. And I said, may I, I didn't even say, may I put this in here? But it was like, I was the person taking the treats and putting them in my bag for later. It was just two pieces. But like she's laughing. So, it, you know, and it's like, but I'm just doing it. And that's that's how I've been these days. It's almost like my manners, which my mom is a big manners person, by the way. So shout out to my mom. It's oh like, my gosh. Like I, as a child, was scared. I could never yeah. live up to the yeah, manners. So, so the way, you know, being just respectful and thoughtful, it's like this season of my life, sometimes my filter and my manners, it's like I, I just grabbed the peppermint bark like I was... Stevenson. You know, I am like Amy's eight-year-old and I'm like, I should have peppermint bark. <laughs> so 12. It, tw- oh, he's 12. I'm like, why is it, I say he's eight, but he's 12. <laughs> I know. He, he looks eight. He looks eight. He, yeah, acts, he's, he acts eight. He, he, <laughs> all the things. But no, that the little things that bring me joy, and I've I've shared this with people, and I don't know if Amy and I have talked about this, but since we moved back from Belize, I love to go to the grocery store by myself. It gives me my time and I can spend the time I need wandering around or being as, you know, fast and productive as I need to be. But I get flowers. I get fresh flowers at the grocery store and it makes me feel beautiful. I'm a Libra. I love beauty, but looking at beauty, simple beauty in life. And to me, that peppermint bark it brought me happiness and joy, but it also made me feel human. It made me feel childlike. It made me feel playful. And it put, you know, a hitch in my giddy up. Like, this is the most beautiful bark I've ever seen. <laughs> so I tried to bite just because I was like, well, if Amanda is ooing and awing over this, I better try some. And I took a bite and it was not for me. I was like, okay. Well, there was some other kind of powdered cookie that was in her was for her. And I was like, Ooh, yeah, that's probably not for me. Yeah, so like a wedding, yeah. they're called like little wedding, wedding cookies or cookies. cookies. Yeah. I, I'm into that, but I do like peppermint white chocolate, chocolate situations, but it has to be covering a pretzel like that snack factory brand, the pretzel chips they make come holiday time, or maybe they sell them year round. I don't know. I saw one of my friends posting about how she, there's a white chocolate version and a white cream version. And the white cream version is king. She's like, this is the best one. She put on her Instagram. She said, if you see these out, will you buy them for me? I will pay you double for them. And so I was like, whoa, I might need to go find the white cream because I think I've only had the white chocolate. But anyway, (laughs) finding things like that, that bring you little joy. And I love, like you talked about, you know, buying yourself flowers and how we can do that sort of thing for ourselves or I was telling you about how I bought, I was in the checkout line and something that stood out to me that made me happy that I thought was going to bring me joy was this gourmet popcorn. I don't even want to know how much I paid for it because I probably want to block that out because I mean, it's just popcorn, but it was jalapeno and pimento cheese gourmet popcorn. And I don't know why that just stood out to me as being this amazing thing. And of course, oh, you know what? I forgot an ingredient, honey. 
It Wait, was, hold on. The question everybody wants to know was, how did it taste? Well, yes. <laughs> I so, to, I'm on the edge of my seat. Jalapeno and pimento cheese and honey popcorn. <laughs> I know. But you know, I'm Cliff's daughter. Yeah. Like this pimento cheese with something sweet is, or salty sweet, kind of like the peppermint yes. with the bark with the pretzel. I love a salty sweet situation. So this honey mixed in with this pimento cheese and jalapeno, it was pretty delightful, but probably not worth whatever I paid. Well, and as a side note, our fathers were also really good friends. And one of the things that they loved is cooking together. They were both incredible cooks. And your dad, of course, was a chef. But my dad was great at concocting mixtures and and throwing things in. And they loved to do that together. So, okay, yeah, you are Cliff Moffat's right. daughter. So I'm going to try weird concoctions. But it did bring me joy, and it was worth it again <laughs> Please, I hope I didn't spend like $8 on this tiny bag of popcorn, but I probably did. But it brought me joy in that moment. So what are those little things you can, you know, bring into your life that will give you a little spark, give you happiness, things that maybe you get childlike about or get curious about? Like I was very curious. I have to know what that tastes like. I need to try that. And then I took it over to a friend's house and I was able to share it with others. And they were like, oh, that looks disgusting. And I said, no, no, please try it. So it was to me sort of, you know, a gift that kept on giving. But joy is something we are able to feel if we allow ourselves to go there. But sometimes we're so numb to everything that's going on. I'm like, I don't even know how to feel happiness right now. Or I don't even know how to know if I'm happy. Or I don't know if I'm sad right now. I don't really know what I'm feeling. And this time of year, I think there can be a lot of feelings. And we talk about how two feelings that are very, very opposite or two emotions that seem like they can't go together at the same time, kind of like pimento cheese and honey, they can go together at the same time. You can feel joy during the holiday season and you can feel immense sadness. So those two things can be true at the same time. But what Amanda realized the other day, and Amanda, you can take it from here, but is that you were feeling sad and you were, had to sit with that for a minute. Yes, and it was, it was simple, yet it was profound. All right, so a lot of us are guilty of doing that whole last minute shopping thing when it comes to holidays, like Mother's Day. You might be in that position right now and that makes it challenging to find a great gift for mom, but don't worry. Macy's Gift Finder makes it incredibly fast and easy to find the right gift just in time for Mother's Day. So whether the mom in your life is a fashionista or maybe even a photographer or a fanatic about yoga, Macy's Gift Finder has got so many great gift ideas to make her feel special. Now, Mother's Day is May 12th, so make sure you make note of that. Don't have much time. That's okay. Macy's has got you covered. And you can shop by price. $25 and under or $100 and under. You can shop by category, fragrances, handbags, and more. Or they've got gift lists, like for the mom who has everything, gifts that are already wrapped and ready to be gifted, or gifts for grandma. Top gifts include Beats headphones, digital photo frame, Polaroid camera. That would be so awesome to receive. Or my personal favorite, man, I would love to get this as a gift, Samsung Smart TV The Frame. Go to Macy's.com slash gift finder. Again, it's pretty easy. Just head on over to Macy's.com slash gift finder for the perfect inspiration for Mother's Day. I don't want to waste my time taking vitamins that aren't really going to do much for me. Like I want research. I want to know like, hey, this is actually doing something for my body. And Ritual knows this. That's why they conducted the research. They've done clinical trials on their Essential for Women 18 plus multivitamin. The results... Well, it increased vitamin D levels by 43% and omega-3 DHA levels by 41% in just 12 weeks. And as a woman, I want healthy vitamin D levels and omega-3 levels. And all I got to do is take my Ritual Essential for Women 18 Plus Multivitamin every morning. I take them on an empty stomach, but sometimes if I forget, I may take them in the afternoon. It's really up to you when you want to take them. There's nine key nutrients in two delayed release capsules. And what the delay release capsules does for us is it optimizes our body's absorption of these nutrients. It's gentle on the empty stomach. Like I said, I can take it first thing in the morning and I'm totally fine. And with a minty essence in every bottle, it actually makes taking your vitamins enjoyable. 
No more shady business. Ritual is essential for women. 18 plus is a multivitamin that you can actually trust. Get 25% off your first month at ritual.com slash four things. Start Ritual or add Essential for Women 18 Plus to your subscription today. That's ritual.com slash four things for 25% off. All right. So I've been saving on shopping this year by only buying new clothes when I've sold some clothes that I no longer wear. And what this has done is it's forced me to be super wise when I'm adding clothes back into my closet. I want to update my wardrobe for the long haul without spending a fortune. And that's where Quince comes into play. You can go see for yourself all the awesome stuff they have. Uh, especially for summer right now, like European linen dresses and blouses and shorts from $30, washable silk tops, 14 karat gold jewelry, so much more. And if you're like me, you're like, hmm, this just seems too good to be true. Well, what Quince does is they partner directly with top factories and they cut out the cost of the middleman and they pass the savings on to us. So we are getting things for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. For example, I'm literally looking on their website right now at this open knit cover-up maxi dress that'll be great for the summer, 100% organic cotton, and it's $49.90. It could retail for $148, so that's 66% savings. And with warm weather here, you need to check out Quince. All you got to do is go to quince.com slash Amy for free shipping on your order and 365-day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash Amy. You're going to get free shipping. Again, 365-day returns. That's quince.com slash Amy. One of the things I want to go back to is the journey through grief and active bereavement, someone dying and it being a process versus it being acute. And I, I want to just give a nod to that because there there was a difference. Yes, I was 18 years old. It happened in a matter of an hour that I lost my father very tragically in front of me. And I wasn't ready for that. Um, I mean, who's ready? Who is ready for that? <laughs> but also how the unfolding of processing that grief, I didn't begin to process that grief until I was about 32 years old. And ironically, and I think we've talked about this before, I actually ended up, I've, I have a master of public health and worked in hospice for years and had great examples of healthy processing of grief and holding space. And I still hadn't been able to understand and process grief. So my journey through that the last handful of years of processing his death and other grief and traumas has been very profound. But this journey with my mom, she's been sick about five and a half years, yet she has been so faithful and joyful. And she, like her very best friend, Judy, has chosen joy. They were both women of joy and faith and saying there's hope on the horizon, even though this situation is is tough and it's it's sad and it's heartbreaking, we're still gonna we're gonna thrive as best we can. And my mom has been a, a phenomenal example and a miracle to her physicians, to our family, loved ones, friends, and a, a big thank you to all the people that have walked us through this journey. This part of the journey has been the most difficult because She's been on hospice and she's been declining like with these stair steps of decline and now we're getting into more of an acute phase that we knew would happen, but you don't know when or how it's going to begin to happen and it's happening. And as it's happening, I'm still behaving as if it's three years ago and she's doing her cancer treatments and not having a lot of pain and having a great day and able to go to the grocery store and driving. I mean, she hasn't driven in a year and a half but I'm still behaving like she can still drive. Or we had Thanksgiving and she wants, she baked a pie and she made cornbread dressing. She wants to do those things. She loves to entertain, but it was so hard because she's on a lot of pain meds and she's absent-minded and she's tired and her body gives out. And we're trying to work together in the kitchen and the way we normally work together in the kitchen didn't work out. And we weren't upset at each other, but we didn't cook the turkey all the way. <laughs> And my husband's like, y'all didn't finish cooking the turkey. He cut into it. And even though we had done the temperature, it was not cooked. Oh. <laughs> it, was, it was kind of bloody. So there, but there are little things like that that I'm beginning to notice. Oh, she can't do these things anymore. But I still act as if we're in year three. 
And that's what's been challenging. And and this leads up to, so after Thanksgiving. Which in a way, to me, yeah. is this denial of totally. who you really are. And then you've been detaching from it because you know, like you're, it's become, you're becoming aware. So it's like, oh, okay, I don't, I'm not ready to process this. So I'm just going to act like it's not really happening. And then I'm going to, well, when I start to feel things, because I don't really want to take the time to work through it, I'm going to numb it. <laughs> Absolutely. So after Thanksgiving and recognizing that she couldn't do all those things and that for Christmas, we have a different game plan. It's pajamas and ordering in, uh, you know, or cooking something different and more simple that's delightful and being relaxed and comfortable. Like it's being comfortable and casual, spending that quality time in a way that feels nurturing, that feels present. And I don't feel like Thanksgiving felt that way, but it was a realization. So I go, I think the following week to go get a manicure and the woman who does my manicure, she asked about my mom because I brought my mom for manicures and pedicures. And she said, how's your mom doing? Which our moms both loved manicures and pedicures. Totally. And then real quick, I want to say, we can say, see if we're on the same wavelength. We're not, we're going to say, how does your mom want to die? We'll say it on the count of three. Let's say it as if we're her and we're saying, I want to, okay, three, two, one. I want to die pretty. pretty. Her mom wants to die pretty, and she's My, been very clear about yes, that. Yes, she says, listen, I just need to die pretty. She's a Leo. For all you Leos out there, you all know. And I'm a Libra, so, like, shout out to anybody. But but she said, I just need to die pretty. Right. So, yeah. so yes, manicures and pedicures in the late stages of life, my mom was having them as well. Lips, <laughs> lipstick on. As long as my mom has her lipstick, which she wants to be buried with, by the way. She's being cremated, but there is a tube of lipstick that goes in with her ashes when we um, intern her, there's a place where my dad is. His ashes are in a, uh, at our church in Baton Rouge, and that's where we will eventually put her. There's a slot for her next to him. But the lipstick, the tube of lipstick goes in with that, and I've known that since she had breast cancer when I was 16. So <laughs> this is, and she said she will come back and haunt me if this is not taken care of. Okay, So she we can got be it. pretty with her ashes. Okay, so you're getting a <laughs> okay. manicure and a pedicure. So I'm getting a manicure and a pedicure. And the woman asked about my mom and how she's feeling. And I said, you know, we're at a point where it's even hard for her to get out to get a pedicure or a manicure. She just doesn't have the stamina or feel up to it. And you know, for her, she loves to feel pretty. This is a treat. And for her to say, I just don't feel like going with you. You go today, we'll go another day. That's when I know something significantly is changing or has changed. And she said, wow. She says, well, tell her I'm thinking about her. And then she very thoughtfully said, and how are you doing? And I sat there for a moment. And I think because I was in that kind of cathartic, relaxed, comfortable space of, of some self-care and feeling pretty <laughs> and taking care of things that, that help me to feel human and that are important with my quality time for myself, I just responded to her. I said, do you know? I think I'm sad. And I just sat there and she just smiled at me and kept doing my nails. And I didn't need a response, but I knew that it would just be a space where I could say what I was thinking and feeling. And that's where I've had the disconnect is knowing, recognizing, having that awareness that I'm sad. And that was a moment, it was a light bulb moment where all of a sudden I recognized oh my gosh, I mean, yes, I'm, I'm grieving actively, but I'm sad. But I haven't been, a, I hadn't at that moment been able to feel the sadness, but the awareness of it was simple, yet it was profound. And to me, it was my wisdom. It was my discernment, my truth coming through in this really safe space. And I've, and I told Amy this, I've had, I have so many people who ask me, how are you? And I, I've gotten, I'm pretty good at being as honest as I can. You know, I'm struggling today or it's been a tough couple of weeks or I have a lot on my plate, but I don't always say I'm feeling sad or I think I'm sad or I think I'm really angry or frustrated. I, I haven't been communicating that because I'm having a hard time feeling extreme emotions, whether it's excitement or sadness I was having a hard, I'm having a hard time, I'm, but I'm working, beginning to work through that. And the awareness 
to me is always the first piece. When the light bulb goes off, it's like, oh, it's sadness. <laughs> you know, and I was kind of sitting there after that. I perked up because it was like, oh, I know what's going on with me. And that may sound so elementary, and I, I hope some of you can relate, but to me it was profound. It was like, oh, it's self-awareness. I know myself today, and I'm being honest, and this woman just gave me the grace and the space to feel and to, to know who I am and where I am and that it's okay. It was okay. Um, what about for people that may not be able to, like in that moment you were thinking sadness. Some people can't even work through <laughs> what emotion they're feeling because there's so many. And then you were telling me about the feelings wheel and how yes. it breaks down things underneath each thing. And so what is the, what's the website? It's feelings wheel. Yes. It's the feeling. It's the, it's the, I feel from Imgur. <laughs> that's the, it's Imgur.io. And that's where I found the one that I resonate with. There's a ton of them. If you Google feelings wheel, you'll find one that resonates with you. But I found this really complex feelings wheel. That's also very straightforward and simple and it's color coded and there's concentric circles but with sadness, this has helped me tremendously. And I recommend this to clients when we're talking about emotional intelligence. And this is something I talk about everyone all the time. I talk about feelings and emotional intelligence because feelings and my emotional intelligence has been this massive healing journey for me. But I can also recognize that I just detach, disassociate, and, and absolutely shove down, numb out, put aside my feelings to suit up, show up, and take care of whatever needs to be done on my plate in the best way I can. And that's not always healthy, but that's when I know I'm in a mode where I'm needing to slow down and really figure out what's going on so I can be more true to myself. But this feelings wheel is great because it's helped me put names to emotions that I can't figure out. And as Amy mentioned, we can feel things simultaneously that might be fear alongside of hope. We can feel things that are illogical at the same time. So that's what, to me, sometimes emotions, I can feel sadness, but then at that same moment that I was aware that I am sad, I also felt transcendent. I felt well, you God. said excited a minute ago. I said excited. <laughs> so I'm sad and excited. How illogical is that? It is, but guess what? Emotions aren't logical. They don't fit into a spreadsheet. You know, they're not in a spreadsheet. Emotions aren't logical and we're human. We're messy. <laughs> it makes me just, uh, I don't know, somehow tie in the salty sweet pretzels. It's like, yes! you know, salt, it's the salty and the sweet Yeah, can happen at, at the same time. But I like the idea of, of Googling a feelings wheel or a feelings chart or something like that, which again, some are more complex than others. There's very basic ones and you use the word elementary. It might seem that way for some people because that's honestly something I do with my kids and I hold up, you know, maybe 10 emotions point to which one or which ones you think you're experiencing right now. And that, yes. so you may need to take yourself back to something that is like a little homework assignment for yourself and bust out a chart and say, okay, okay, self, point to whatever I think I'm feeling right now. And then maybe there's a few and then you sit with each thing, maybe journal about each thing or just go on a walk and, you know, think about each thing, meditate on it, pray on it. And then that way you can start to have awareness around what you're feeling. Absolutely. And the feelings wheel, this one, the one I have, it's so cool because sadness happens to be sad, happens to be at the center of the wheel. And then it, fans out from there with things like lonely, uh, guilt, depression, despair, and then it fans out further. There's more. But uh, victimize, fragile, grief, powerlessness, empty, all of those things, not all of those, but I just was naming a few. Empty, you know, grief, obviously grief. We all, you know, on a logical level, we know that I'm experiencing grief. I've shared that. It's normal but it all relates back to sadness. And it's funny that sadness is at the center. So I identified what in this chart looks like a core emotion, but that's a really helpful tool in the awareness process. And, and it's the becoming aware where the light bulb goes off. And I think sometimes the awareness is coupled with a sense of excitement or to me, sometimes 
that's how I experience my faith, God, my higher power that comes through. And I'm like, oh, I'm connected to my soul, my higher self. My higher self just communicated. And it's my wisdom. It's my truth. It's my human self and my higher self, that part of me that is connected to something larger. And from that awareness, then I can start to take some action. And the articulation, so articulating it to myself The other piece to the communication of when you have that light bulb moment or you are able to point to the the feelings on the wheel and sit with them for a few minutes with yourself to see maybe where they're showing up in your body or how it really feels to feel sad or angry or afraid or disgusted or joyful and exuberant. Once you're able to sit with yourself and you're comfortable in, and maybe not comfortable, but well-versed, better versed in your own self-awareness of your emotions, it's then being able to share with other people, other people in a safe way. And I don't mean everyone and going into the details, but for me, one of the biggest parts of my spiritual, personal, and healing journey is having people in my life, whether it's a therapist, a spiritual guide or advisor, someone at church, a dear friend, a family member, who in my life feels safe for me to share what's going on where they can hold space for me in a way that I can begin to process and heal, start healing, start feeling. Does that resonate? Yes. I like too that you say it doesn't mean finding a way to communicate it or articulate it. It doesn't mean everywhere (laughs) with every person or maybe you feel led to share it more publicly one day or whatever that looks like. And Amanda and I are talking through this right now because this is, you know, sort of in alignment with what we do and trying to share certain things that are going on. Now, you don't get every single detail of every single thing, but it's coming alongside others. And, you know, I feel like I'm sharing that right now because I'm like, okay, you've got listeners right now that we're sharing this with, and this is more, we don't necessarily mean on a public platform, but like who are your your safe people where you can really get real with them or your safe person or your, like you said, you're a guide of someone that you feel close to, like a therapist or someone that you trust in that way. But it doesn't mean just putting it on blast for the whole world to, no. to, to hear about or to digest. That's not the, the communication part. It's, no. and, and it may just even be yourself. Yes, you it, said you were you articulate it to yourself and that can be pretty powerful to do that. Well, and also in prayer and to God. If you there are people, you know, I I will talk to clients and I'll I'll say things like okay, who is your person that you're going to be able to share this with or help you hold space or if it has to do with some accountability on something, who can who can you trust to hold you accountable? Who feels okay for that? Healthy for that? Sometimes people will say, I don't know. And guess what? That's a totally okay answer too. Sometimes when I have something going on, I may not know who the person to turn to is. So for me, it's, I'll I'll turn to God, you know, I'll say, I'll start praying. I'll say, okay, hey God, I can't, you can, you know, or hey, I'm feeling this and I don't know how to feel, or I'm experiencing this. Can you, can you help me process this? And another thing with setting intentions. I'm big on intentions and prayer and manifestation with your soul, your higher self and God, your higher power, whatever that looks like for you, but also setting the intention, hey soul, hey God, hey higher self, I'm not sure who or how to share this with or what the healing journey looks like. Help me show me. Thank you. Help me show me. Thank you. And then and like and then breathe. Just take a few cleansing breaths. The breath is is one of the most powerful tools we have, and it's ours. It's ours. It's the first thing we came in with. So the breath is something that we forget we can go back to, and we're shallow breathers. You know, we breathe from the upper respiratory system, the clavicle area up, but taking a breath from, you know, the base of your belly, your diaphragm. Two or three rounds of breath. I mean... It really only takes 12 to 16 seconds to process an emotion. Doesn't mean you're not going to feel it again and it's not going to continue happening and it's not still there, but to become aware of it in the present moment, to 
Inhale and exhale it. And then for me in those breaths too, yeah. it's because I do some breath work with my therapist yes. at the beginning, especially if I'm starting a session and she can tell that I'm frazzled. I'll do some of the breathing. And then for me, it shows up in my throat. And I've talked about that before. It may show up somewhere else in your body, but then my therapist will immediately have me put my hand on my throat and then start breathing through that. And then I, I feel it start to sort of go away. But when I'm feeling something, I'm so aware now of what my throat is doing Yeah, <laughs> that I, and I don't know that I always noticed that this can't be something new. It was probably happening to me all along, but I never was in touch with it. And now I know, and I feel it and I'm aware of it and I put my hand on it and I breathe with it and I sit with it. And then I feel it sort of calm down a little bit. Or sometimes that might mean I need to really amp it up and get something out. So for you, it may show up somewhere. I know you have some throat things too, but it is cool to get to a place where you can be aware of that and identify that. And I love breath work being a tool for that in what we're talking about right now of the awareness of the emotion, the articulation, and then where do you go from there? The action. The action. And that, that breath is work a possibly. That's a huge action. And one of the things that I love, the way you just shared that and reminding everyone healing is a journey, but healing happens in really small moments oftentimes. Just like the awareness of, oh, I'm sad. It, to me, that the awareness was just a healing moment. That's a turning point for me. But you, the breath work that you do, this isn't, you don't have to go meditate for 20 minutes or you, you don't necessarily have to go on a 15 minute walk. All those things are wonderful tools and certainly can be incorporated, but you don't have to feel overwhelmed in the tools and techniques, breath work or a little bit of meditation, just 30 minutes of silence, feeling your feelings, identifying a feeling on a chart. That stuff doesn't have to take hours or hours of therapy, it's you creating your own self-therapy that really begins to work for you, and it's the awareness of it, and it can be so profound. And I, I also love that you said sometimes when you hold your throat and you do the breath work with your therapist, it's not always calming. Something comes up that you have a revelation about. So sometimes it grounds you and calms you. Other times it offers more wisdom and insight and guidance into your energy field because it oxygenates you know, the neurotransmitters in your brain. And I go to all of those places because our body, you know, like we've talked about, the body keeps score. The body is intelligent. So paying attention, just being present for a few moments. All right. So a lot of us are guilty of doing that whole last minute shopping thing when it comes to holidays, like Mother's Day. You might be in that position right now, and that makes it challenging to find a great gift for mom, but don't worry, Macy's Gift Finder makes it incredibly fast and easy to find the right gift just in time for Mother's Day. So whether the mom in your life is a fashionista or maybe even a photographer or a fanatic about yoga, Macy's Gift Finder has got so many great gift ideas to make her feel special. Now, Mother's Day is May 12th. So make sure you make note of that. Don't have much time. That's okay. Macy's has got you covered. And you can shop by price, $25 and under or $100 and under. You can shop by category, fragrances, handbags, and more. Or they've got gift lists, like for the mom who has everything, gifts that are already wrapped and ready to be gifted, or gifts for grandma. Top gifts include Beats headphones, digital photo frame, Polaroid camera. That would be so awesome to receive. Or my personal favorite, man, I would love to get this as a gift, Samsung Smart TV, The Frame. Go to Macy's.com slash gift finder. Again, it's pretty easy. Just head on over to Macy's.com slash gift finder for the perfect inspiration for Mother's Day. All right, if you want to look cute and feel comfortable at the same time when you're, you know, at a festival or a concert because it's festival and concert season right now, it's got to be all about the boots. And Tacova's boots is where it's at. That is your stop before attending your next concert. I've loved my Tacovas. Anytime I wear them or I get a new pair, they feel comfortable on the first wear. I don't have to break them in. Tacovas has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. And all Tacovas boots are made by hand 
in a time-honored tradition, which is super cool. They've got timeless styles that are always on trend. And really, you just got to stop by your local Tacova store, try them on for yourself, and see what I'm talking about. You can have a complimentary drink while you're there, shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and a friendly staff are at your service. Many stores have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized, which I love. And they've got regular live music and events. There's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it to a store, just visit tacovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Hey, it's Amy here to talk about the incredible work being done by St. Jude Children's Research Hospital and ask you today to join me in becoming a partner in hope. When you make a donation to St. Jude, you're helping an organization that has helped push the overall childhood cancer survival rate from 20% to more than 80%. And I can tell you from personal experience, that number and the hope that it brings is invaluable. What they are doing at St. Jude is making a huge difference. It is full of joy there, which a lot of families need at that time. They don't need to be worrying about travel, lodging, food, everything is paid for at St. Jude so that families can focus on their child that has cancer. Your support means families never receive a bill from St. Jude. It's only $19 a month. And when you sign up, you'll get the new This Shirt Saves Lives shirt. Join me in helping St. Jude in the fight against childhood cancer. Become a partner in hope at musicgives.org. That's musicgives.org. You know, it's been said and it's been taught to me is the only thing I have control over is my attitude, my actions, and, you know, what I do, my myself. I just have control over myself. So if I can learn to get curious around a circumstance, a situation, or experience, then I can more easily shift my perspective and attitude around things. So curiosity is also, it's playful and it's using it's harmonizing both sides of the brain, the right and the left hemispheres of the brain, curiosity working with the left and right hemispheres of the brain. And that's that helps with clarity and cognition and, and also the, the emotional intelligence. But I do love all the action pieces we're talking about here because we've talked about awareness and articulation, but all of the actions to begin to, to take healthy action around who we are and what we're experiencing Uh, So we continue to grow because to me, healing is synonymous with growth or expansion. Healing is a process or a journey, but it's synonymous with this element of I'm growing, I'm evolving, I'm maturing, I'm expanding, I'm learning, I'm not reverting. And even though to me, this last handful of months, I feel like I've just fallen back into a little bit of survival mode uh, because what's been on my plate has been pretty immense and it's been day to day and you know, a day-to-day caregiver and working full-time, all lifing, lifing, all the things that you all know about. I have put certain pieces of myself and my own self-care on the back burner and am now, now that I'm aware, really aware and recognizing that I've done that, I get to do something about it. And I have so many tools, but I also have people in my life that I'm comfortable with. And and you're one of those people that's been a huge part of this journey of learning to just articulate this sensitive time. We share, uh, you know, lots of experiences, but having having the relationships and that really support me have, you know, can support you all in your journey. You know, figuring those things out, I think, is very important. I do want to give a, a shout out to my mom through all of this and to my husband because my mom, you know, has is has been in so much pain and has really been so strong and resilient. And that's one of the things that she's taught me, strength and courage and faith and resiliency. But we've had so many tender and quality oriented times. I, you know, I get to work from home. I have an office at the house. I get to work from home today. So when I finish working or in between working, if I have an hour break, she and I have been watching the Great British Baking Show. It's one of the things that I am probably the most grateful for in this season of my life is the Great British Baking Show with my mom because I will never forget it and cherish it. I mean, we completely binged this and it has been the biggest joy of our lives. And my husband will say, I can hear you two cackling and laughing. And he kind of has been jealous. He's like, what's going on in there? And it's like, if he watched it, he would not be cackling and laughing. He would be annoyed and wanting to do something else. But we've shared joy and tears 
through finding quality time and presence together. And I, I just want to say that is whatever you're walking through, whatever any of you are walking through, finding the things that you can do with the people in your life that you love, whether it's actual blood family, friends, coworkers, what, whoever it may be that really creates healthy, bright moments in even really tough and challenging times. Well, and you mentioned being thankful for, you know, the baking show. Oh, so thankful. You don't even know. Yeah. Great British Baking Show, Great British Holiday Baking Show. Shout out. Love you all. Yeah. Prue, Noel. Okay, see, I have zero Paul, desire to watch Paul, that. Paul Hollywood. Like, but, all the things. You, I mean, hey, if you know out there, you know. If you know, you know. Okay, we're in the club. Well, I can vouch to the fact that I think a oh, few different times I have called y'all and that is literally what you were watching and I still haven't checked it out. But, you know, you have gratitude for that, which I think is another tool is sitting down and, and practicing gratitude. So I think, you know, you mentioned the baking show. So we'll do a little four things gratitude here right now. That can be one thing. What are three other things that you're currently thankful for? Well, I mean, since we're on the topic of gratitude and food, I'm really thankful for Fritos. Um <laughs> So speaking of the salty, I have been on a Frito kick. And so you say Frito. I see. I say Fritos. Fritos. Say I say Fritos. 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 Mm-hmm. Fritos. 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 Uh, I've been on a Frito kick. I live in Texas, so we have H-E-B as our grocery store. So I have been on the H-E-B lightly salted version of Fritos, those smaller strip ones, because I have needed, uh, I've needed something salty. I think some of it matches my attitude because I've been a little salty, but I've been so grateful for that as, as just a little pleasure or a treat that that just almost makes me feel kind of childlike. Or you know, I'm running by the convenience store with my mom, you know, getting a snack after school and icy and you know a bag of chips. And I haven't, I'm not really a big chip eater, so I'm totally grateful for Fritos. I mean, I am grateful for fresh cut flowers sitting next to my sink in the kitchen or in the bathroom or in my office or, you know, next to my mom's bed, my bed. I, like I mentioned, that has been one of the biggest pleasures, but most beautiful aspects of my life is going downstairs, washing dishes, grabbing um, some tea or coffee and fresh flowers are sitting there and arranging those flowers, cutting the flowers, putting fresh water in them, keeping them alive. That has been something that has been so cathartic for me. And I normally, I mean, I cook quite a bit, but fresh flowers have been cathartic. So massively grateful for fresh cut flowers and the arrangement of those. And then I'm, I'm grateful for friendship and the people in my life who have really shown up to hold space for me in the way that I haven't been able to hold space for myself. And you being one of those, um, my siblings, my mom, even my husband, my, you know, some dear friends and spiritual advisors, but I have, and clients, let me say that I have lots of clients and people that I work with. And I get a little emotional saying it because there are just people that say, how are you? Or they'll send me an email and say, you know, I was just thinking about you and your mom. I just, you crossed my mind today. And this is somebody maybe I've talked to twice in the last four years. And I, and those always come through at the moment I need them to come through. So friendship, connection, people being supportive. Well, that's a lot more than four things, but you know just, me, you yeah, know me. No, but that's four, <laughs> four things. There are no rules. Four things just help you. It's a starting point because sometimes sitting down to journal gratitude can be, seem overwhelming or intimidating. Like, I don't really know how to journal this out, but it can be four things as a starting point. Okay, four just could be four words some days, but it also may mean that each thing that you think of has a rabbit trail of things um, or there's a domino effect. And that's what I found too with practicing gratitude, especially the last couple of years is there's a domino effect and it just starts. So once you start flowing, it does get easier, but there are days where, you know, it might be a little more difficult and you feel stuck, but okay, fine. Do one thing. (laughs) Well, what are you, what are you grateful for right now? Well, the first thing I'm thankful for is that you were, you were able to come because again, it was touch and go. We weren't for sure, for sure, for sure. And, or maybe that was me just also too being like protecting myself from getting too excited, but that you were able to come and that we also had a weekend to hold that space and kind of 
like you said, go with the flow. Not every weekend is like that, especially leading up to the holiday season. Like I'll be traveling next weekend and you'll be back home. But, you know, just the kind of time that we were able to actually have because we still had kids and still had things. And I mean, we were, Friday was dedicated to the kids and we were driving all over town doing this and that, but we still had time together. And then Saturday got to be more of our day which we were very intentional about. And we stayed gone with ourselves. And I got a babysitter (laughs) just to help out with a few things because, you know, I wanted to make sure that we had that time. Second thing would be that we were go with the flow, like we talked about, and that we've gone hiking every day too. That's been part of our being intentional and care. And then, but on those hikes, There's no pressure for what we're going to talk about or if there's any silence, that's okay too. But then also things have just come up organically that I didn't know we would even be talking about, but we've just been open to it and things have come out and it's been, like you said, a safe space, but organic in, in some parts, like nothing's forced. So I'm thankful for that. And there's no judgment because I think when you are trying to work through some things. Sometimes there's this fear of like, oh, if I say this out loud, what is this person going to think? Okay. First thing you coming. Second thing is our flexibility, but that means us running home and putting the dog in the car and going down to Radnor, you know, last being like, Hey, we're going to Radnor and we're hiking and we're holding space for each other. And Amy and I are both the fastest walkers that you can imagine. Mm -hmm. We both are, I mean, it's basically a running, a little jogging pace, but walking. (laughs) Third thing would be we did cryotherapy in the booth together because- This is so good, y'all. So some cryotherapy chambers, I guess, it's a one person. You've only got room for yourself. But there's another location where four people can fit in there. And so we decided to go to that one. And Amanda and I both got in there together and we listened to Tupac changes while we danced around in the freezing cold. And so that is, I'm thankful for our Tupac dance party in negative 222 degrees. <laughs> and and the song changes. That song, I love Tupac. And I know that changes is one of your favorite songs. So if people if people don't know Tupac, yeah. you're, you're missing a, out. This is but a great song. That song. I would say listen to it for sure. This is because it it was, you know, in the 90s. And one of the my favorite pieces of it, and I'm not going to wrap it and sing it for you because y'all would shut this podcast off immediately and it really might hurt Amy's ratings. And we do not want to do that. <laughs> Which, but, speaking of, if you've never rated and reviewed, I don't ever ask people to do that. One of my friends said the other day she actually went to go do that for the podcast. And mm-hmm. I said, oh, thank you. That's so... Yeah. And, you know, but I listen to Oprah's podcast and, you know, other people that have massive followings that yeah. would never need to ask for a following, a subscription, a, you know, subscribe, a rating, a review or anything, but yet they, she always does. She's like, oh, and make sure you go rate and review the podcast if you have time. Thank you, Oprah. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, if Oprah can do it, I can do it. But before Amanda reads or shares her favorite part, the song starts off in case you're unfamiliar, but he's like, I see no changes. I wake up in the morning and I ask myself, is life worth living? Should I blast myself? You know, and then he goes on and on and on, but that's the beat, which it's weird. In the last month or so, I've sang about, I've sang two Tupac songs. I do love Tupac. I did, I think, Dear Mama mm-hmm. a, a few weeks ago with Kat. And then now here we are. <laughs> yeah. With changes. But what's your favorite part? My favorite part is, and it's later in the song, it's we've got to make a change. It's time for us as a people to start making some changes. Let's change the way we eat. Let's change the way we live. And let's change the way we treat each other. You see, the old way wasn't working. So it's on us to do what we've got to do to survive. Um, Which Tupac was uh, so ahead of his time, so but then also it's so, this is still so relevant now. And it's like, okay, it's still time to change. Let's change yeah. the way we treat each other yeah. because Lord knows a lot of people need that, especially on the, the internet. But yeah, so Tupac changes our cryotherapy time. And then I would say the fourth thing that I'm thankful for is Firefly Lane. <laughs> yeah. We got to yes. lay. Okay. So it's really couch time. I told Amanda, one of the things that I want to do more of is lay on my couch and watch whatever I want from my couch, not on my computer, folding laundry or putting on my makeup or blow drying my hair so I don't even have sound. So that's how I miss things that happen. I'm like, oh yeah, I watched that episode, but I'm like, "Mm." (laughs) I kind of was trying to read the subtitles while my blow dryer was in my ears. 
or while I'm cooking or doing whatever. And not that I don't have time for myself, but I'm talking, I want couch time. That's what I want. I'm going to lay on my couch. So we've also done that this weekend, which has been cool. So in our couch time, we also started season two of Firefly Lane on Netflix. And it's so good. If you haven't seen season one, then that's something you get to, yay, go back and and watch. And then, well, and it's about friendship. Oh, that's so true. It's about friendship. Oh, I didn't, I wasn't even yeah. putting that little <laughs> bow together there. But yes, it is about friendship and it's so good. So those are my four things that I'm thankful for. And I'll say this too, you might be done with your Christmas shopping because Christmas isn't three days, but maybe you have last minute gifts that you need to shop for after the holidays or you are interested in gratitude and you're, you want something like a tool to help you along with it. And that's what our four things gratitude journal is. It's a, it's a tool. And Mary and I created it as something to not be intimidating, to be something easy that you can bust out. And you can do four things gratitude in any old journal, but this is the, you know, we put quotes on each page. We put prompts in the back, there's stickers. And a couple of weeks ago, we released two cover options and the colors are so, so cute. I said, I wanted to report back what people's favorite has been. And I am a little surprised. I thought the favorite was going to be the red and the coral colors, but the blue and the teal color seems to be more of a favorite or that's what people are buying more of. So that sort of surprised me, but they're both cute. So not in a bad way, but anyway, fourthings.com if you want to enter the new year and with a four things gratitude journal and a hundred percent of the proceeds go to education in Haiti through project MetaShare. I love gratitude as a tool and I love breathing as a tool. And if you're someone right now that is processing a lot through the holidays and you feel the salty and you feel the sweet, or you don't really even know what you're feeling, then the point of this conversation was to hopefully help you become aware of what it is and then to be able to articulate it to yourself and possibly others, and then to be able to take some action. So the three A's called the triple A. And Amanda, thank you for sharing some of what you're going through. I know it's a lot, but that's an example of getting vulnerable when the, when it feels right. And if this didn't feel right for you, for you, I know you wouldn't do it, but I know that it's special and it's helpful to a lot of people that might be going through something similar. Maybe again, not grieving the loss of, of a mom in the moment, but other hard things and just getting real about that. It is, it is hard and there's a lot of feelings happening. And even you, who's someone as I see, that's very emotionally intelligent and is able to tap into so many different things. And that's what you do. You encourage people all day long. You help people get to their highest potential. And so too, it just shows like, okay, every not everybody has it all together at all times and it's okay to not. And you even getting excited about an aha moment that is so simple. Like you said, it's so simple but profound that you had the revelation that you're sad. And then now you're leaning into that and you're like, okay, I'm gonna be sad so that I no longer numb it out or push it down because that doesn't go anywhere good. I tell you from no. experience that goes nowhere good real fast. And then you're in this hole and you're trying to dig your way out <laughs> and it may take years to do that. So just being proactive in that. And that's part of this conversation too, is maybe that's where you get out the wheel, spin that wheel, spin the, <laughs> spin the, it's wheel, like of the, wheel, of, the wheel of emotional fortune. <laughs> right. And so what, you know, but by the it, way, the wheel that, that that I was looking at, the circle wheel, it kind of looks like the wheel of fortune wheel, you know, that they spin. It has all those colors on it. So. I mean, and maybe <laughs> if you're doing some, I don't know, maybe this could be an activity if you're having trouble identifying your emotion is spin the wheel each day or any, you know, you can't really spin the wheel online, but maybe you take your finger and you close your eyes mm. and you land on an emotion and then sit with that emotion for the day. And you may process that like, oh, okay, that does not relate to me at all. Okay, next emotion. The next day you put your finger on something else. And then maybe that's how you're able to exercise that muscle and get there is, you know, a little emotional wheel of fortune. like Emotional wheel of fortune. But, you know, that's so great because that also helps you with developing intuition and in, in connecting with your soul and spirit because whatever you put your finger on, Maybe you can't identify with that emotion today, but maybe you have a memory where, oh, that's what I was feeling. Oh my gosh, that's what it was. And it may help you process or become aware of something uh, in the past. 
that was going on that you might not have actually processed or been able to articulate. Mm -hmm. And it creates awareness from something in the past that, so healing isn't always linear. Yes, it's a journey, but healing is nonlinear as well. Meaning you go back. We, you know, when we process trauma and therapy and with people, it's, it's not linear. So yeah, be playful with it because this is, this is big stuff. Yeah. Um, And Amanda, tell people where they can find you and all the things. Yes. If you are wanting to connect with me, my name is Amanda Rieger Green on Instagram. It's at soul pathology. My website is soulpathology.com. I am an intuitive, a psychic medium, but most of all, I work to, like Amy said, connect people with their highest self, their highest potential, and connect the human consciousness with the soul, essentially astounding you with your own abilities. And, you know, if, if you know me or you've worked with me, I work with everything from um, neural feedback and uh, cognition and all of the neurosciences to astrology and numerology and then connecting with loved ones on the other side. So it's just a big gumbo of tools and you just take what you want and leave the rest. And hopefully you just leave or walk out, you know, in working with me on a session, feeling better, more alive, more awake and in tune than when you came in. And again, soul pathology. Dot com And then also that's the same Instagram handle. And yeah, we are a few days out from Christmas. If you're listening to this when it comes out or you, you know, this is a podcast, you might be listening to this in July of 2025. So yeah. who knows? Hopefully it's still, you can apply it to whatever season of life you're in. Yeah. And also just, just so if you know, you are new, I, I am limited sometimes in my one-to-one work and, and what I do, I do some retreats and workshops, but I have all sorts of tools and resources. I have free tools, how to set intentions on my website. I've got a great 18 day meditation that is wonderful for morning and evening. And it really helps to get in a flow and get in a space of peace. So there are all sorts of tools on my website that are good. If you're just dipping the toe, your toe into the water of whatever your self-help, self-care and spiritual and personal journey is. Love it. Okay. Hope y'all are having the day that you need to have and you have the Christmas that you need to have and that you take some time for yourself, whatever that may look like. And then also listen to Tupac Changes. Okay. Thank you. Bye. All summer, the best time of the year usually doesn't come with a great deal. Soaring temperatures come with soaring prices. But what if there was another way? With IKEA, your summer plans can last longer than two weeks of vacation and be more affordable. At IKEA, everyone can have lounge chair access. No reservations needed. From affordable outdoor furniture to stylish accessories, They have all of the essentials that you need to soak up summer in style, no matter the size of your space. Start planning a better summer with IKEA. It's your outdoor dreams inside your budget. All right, this show is sponsored by BetterHelp. It's a simple truth that no matter who you are, mental health challenges can affect you and how you manage them can really make all the difference. That's why everyone should have access to mental health support that meets them where they are and helps them get through things. Now, BetterHelp provides online therapy on your schedule. It's flexible, simple to use, and more affordable than in-person therapy. Connect with a licensed therapist selected just for you. Learn more at BetterHelp.com. That's BetterHelp.com. BetterHelp.com. This festival and concert season will be all about the boots, and Tacova's is your stop before attending your next concert. All Tacova's boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tacova's has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink, and shop new styles. If you can't make it to a store, well, just go to tacovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today.